listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. gonna do a wee burp yeah <laughs> i thought i could get away with it i was hoping you would see that i was about to do a little burp uh i don't think the microphone picked it up but you can see me i was hoping that you would cover for what was obviously going to be a bit of dead air but you just let let not only did you leave it dead but you then pointed out the burp what a way well, to I didn't start know if you were, I didn't know if you were going to burp or if you were swallowing a ghost. Hello, new listeners. Welcome, new listeners. Any people big, who have downloaded wolf fans out there? The big wolf stands are in, and I've burped in their ears within the first minute. Can we? Can this be the intro? Really? I'm Is fine it? with it. <laughs> Just want to apologise up front, not only for my co-host Liam's fragrant burping, flagrant and fragrant. Yeah, it is fragrant. Um, <laughs> Ooh, the burp over here. Burping uh, in the moonlight, but also, Jesus Christ. I've got construction going on like a street away from me and there's this dog who keeps screaming in the street. So if you hear any of that... Um... To be clear, if this is your first time listening, the intro is not a reflection of the production quality of the rest of the episode. No. In this episode, we chat about Howling Wolf. You will not hear burps mid-sentence no. um, there's no actual howling wolves in the background of uh, chris's setup you can relax you've got a professional pod coming your way we're going to talk about one of the supposed greatest albums of all time we're going to do a deep dive on the man himself and yep. we're going to we're going to do the usual riffs and spliffs baby there's going to be riffs there's going to be spliffs we're big Sifts smokers this is a big uh, sifts. Uh, yeah, we're gonna show some of our favourite gifs. That bit doesn't re- hasn't really been working as on the podcast, to be honest. And we're gonna. But do you not remember when there used to be that uh, uh, kind of toilet cleaner called Jeff? Uh, yeah. And then they renamed it Sif, and they done the advert, and it was all these European people were like, "Oh, how do you say? Oh, say Jeffa." So they called it Sif because more people could pronounce it. No, no, that's not the reason why they changed it. They changed it because there was also the name of a lemon juice. So there was lemon juice oh. called called Jif, and yeah. there was a bleach called Jif. And eventually were they were like, them. we can't, look, people are putting bloody bleach on their pancakes and people cleaning their... People are going to their... cocktail bars and asking for a Jif and gin. <laughs> yeah, so they had to change it. This is, this is good stuff. This is topical, I think, 15-year-old hack comedy stuff that we're doing. I'm sure in the comedy clubs when that first happened... Studying? When I when I happened, I wasn't in the clubs. I wasn't in fucking junglers. What? How old were you the first time you went to see live comedy? I was about fourteen. I went to see Ross Noble in Brighton. I was quite old actually. I didn't go see it when I was a young person. Must I, have been. Listen, about... I'm ju- I'm just a passionate comedy fan. I'm a passionate know. comedy fan, well, but well, I don't know. I went really young, so. Um, <laughs> you know, I like DVDs. Put it that way. Put it that way. Okay, cool. Um, thanks, as ever, to uh, Will McKee for the increasingly annoying edit that he has to do as we take Will liberties. Will McKee, a.k.a. editing. Uh, my main man. Um, 
the beautiful artwork that you see in for each episode was done by Alex Harwood. Um, I want to thank you, the listener. I want to thank particularly the listeners who, after each episode, retweet or quote tweets a new episode announcement telling us how much they enjoyed the episode or their favorite part. And you know who that. else? You know who else I want to thank? Who? You. Ah. Oh, thanks. I think I think this has been a wonderful um, creative project, and I've enjoyed. Every minute, even when we're spitting feathers at each other. About playlists of bleach. I'm having a great time. Yep. I've learned so much. I've learned a few things. I mean, I was I already knew a lot of stuff, so... Come on now, don't ruin it. Than don't have. ruin the sweet moment. <laughs> Just because I'm a bigger comedy fan than you. You want to try and flex yeah. some music muscles? Wow. Anyway. Uh, enjoy yeah. the episode. Uh, enjoy an album. Enjoy my butt. Rule of I three. I needed. I that. needed a third one. Um, enjoy my burp. That would have been better. Yeah, because you burped earlier. It was crazy. You had oh. It was like that. It was like that uh, meme where it's like uh, some. I mean, I'd imagine it's a drag race thing where she's like and a oop and it's yeah. like it's like, it's like that. that. Anyway, this has been Top Stuff. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy the app. Here is Rolling Stone Magazine's intro to Howling Wolf's Moaning in the Moonlight. That man was the natural stuff, Buddy Guy said. His fists were as big as a car tire. The wolf had the biggest roar in Chicago blues. He raved in a fierce growl, backed by explosive playing from guitar geniuses Willie Johnson and Hubert Sumlin. His 1959 debut album has some of the meanest electric blues ever heard. Cut for chess records from the eerie railroad drone smokestack lightning, to the lowdown, I asked for water. She gave me gasoline. Um, I have quite two a, notes here. Okay. I think it's quite a cruel prank when someone asks for water to give them gasoline. Cause... <laughs> well, it depends on you know uh, on whether or not they wanted to drink water or fill up their car. Depends it could if they're be, like a car or not. You know, if it, you're talking to Lightning McQueen. You could be giving them a hand. It's like, can uh-huh. I get some water to fill my car up? And you're like, this person thinks you've got to... I'll give them gasoline. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because cars actually need both. Mm, so if different... you were a car and you were fully petrolled, but then you didn't Fully petrolled, I think, is the term. <laughs> you ready to so go? You Are you fully petrolled? Uh, yeah, we're fully petrolled. We're going to uh, head up the road now. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I like the... Uh, that's the natural stuff. That's what I say when I'm in uh, kind of local greengrocers. That's no, that's no how GMOs. I was. The, the guy's name who described Howling Wolf as that man was the natural stuff. His name is Buddy Guy. <laughs> yeah. His his name is Man Man. Friend person. <laughs> it's yeah, a South Park person. quote. I'm not yeah. your Buddy Guy. Uh huh. I'm not your. Well, pal he is. Guy. He couldn't well, say he, that. He, he he couldn't get away with that part. And he what says were their names again? Whose names? F- Terence and Philip. 
Oh, what yeah. was their names? <laughs> I don't. No idea. <laughs> I like uh, that. Uh, his fists were as big as a car tire. I think that's he's mixed up. He's mi- well. He said his fists were as big as a car tire, not car together. tires. So Separately, they were he, tiny, but together they formed they a made. car tire. Right. Okay. Um, it's Howling Wolf. Uh, it's Howling we, Wolf, baby. There was a little bit of crossover. Uh, you know, five episodes or so ago, we did Muddy Waters, a Chicago bluesman. I would say go back and listen to that one first, because I'd imagine some of the same topics are going to come up. And we're oh, assuming 100%. you've listened to that. Yeah. Yeah. This is really, it's kind of a Chicago blues two-parter. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause you were going because... to bring up Helen Wolf and I was like, Hey, now Liam, don't be hasty. You know, <laughs> that's what I said to you. Cause we're getting to like, in, a typical, in a typical Chicago blues fashion. <laughs> oh, no, Jenny, don't be hasty. I think that was an example. I think it was, um, Palinatini. Right, okay. There might be the Zootons. Famous one. Chicago bluesman Paolo <laughs> Nutini from the Mississippi Delta. Oh, Paisley. He he likes comedy, doesn't he? He comes to the stand sometimes. One time he was at Dram and one of the acts just wouldn't shut up about him being in the crowd. And I was like, come on, be cool. I think he's quite a cool guy. I remember him being interviewed at the Mercury Prize, just steaming, man. And just being like, I'm steaming. And I think that's great. <laughs> Lauren Laverne yeah. standing there. So, really excited to have you here for the <laughs> the Mercury Prize. What does it mean to you? I don't know, man. I'm hammered. <laughs> what a legend. I've paid four grand for a table because everybody does, and I'm making the most of it. <laughs> Good for him. I like that yeah. guy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, you know, we normally start with saying, what did you know about Howling Wolf? But we kind of touched a little bit on Howling Wolf in the Muddy Waters episode. Have you so. ever listened to any of his music before? Um, I would say I've heard some of his music before. Oh, that yeah. Is that the one you heard? I feel like I've seen that in an advert. Apparently, it's very famous because it was in an advert for uh, Big Boner Pills. Nice. Viagra uh, in America. It's like a guy who's like can't get it up, and then he listens to Smokestack Mountain, slips a wee Cialis, and then he gets big old bloody hard. Big old howling wolf gets him bloody hammers and his bones, man. Um, yeah, and you know, with these old blues guys as well, it's like if you're a director and you want to invoke the forties, you just lay down one of these tracks over. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you I've invo- heard. I don't I've think heard- you would invoke the forties with this. You'd probably use Wagner or something. Well, it depends. This was on like nineteen fifty nine, wasn't it? Uh, well, no, but there was blues was happening in the forties. Right, aye, Robert Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah, who's his forefather? His influence. Right. Okay. Sorry, I'm being pedantic. You really are for yeah. completely under. It wasn't the forties. Well, it, it wasn't was, the forties. It wasn't the what? They never done anything in the forties. It was the fifties. <laughs> a mere ten years later. No, but you're saying the forties, so that could be nineteen forty-one. This came out nineteen fifty-nine. That's like saying you could have fucking I'm blue yabba dee yabba die soundtrack in twenty twenty-one. You could not. Well, n- no, I wasn't talking about this album in particular. though, was I? I was just right, talking about right. about blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you what do you think? You think that Howling Wolf just appeared in 1959 with this album, or do you not think or know 
based on your research from this week, that in fact, he was playing blues for a very long time. And Chicago blues existed long before 1959. We've already went in to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that was the fucking 20s. So take that and shove it up your hoop. I agree to disagree. I don't think you would hear smokestack lightning Listen. on a fucking film about the fucking World War Two. Would you? Well, no. The pop World up War the list. Only, no. World War Two is the only thing that happened in 1940s. You're right. You're absolutely. What right. else happened? The Great Depression or something? Nothing else happened the in Dust the Bowl? world. There was no know. other areas in the world apart from World uh, War Two, the World War, wherever the world was involved. Yeah. You gonk. Yeah. 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 So. And that, ha- that. Yeah. All right. Shouldn't we're we call you a frosty gonk. start. Off to no, a frosty we're not. Start. We had a great weekend. Because you're being Please. unnecessarily pedantic about right. nothing. What whole you, argument at the start of the episode. No, it's not an argument. It's what dis- is it? It's a frank discussion about what happened in the forties and what didn't happen in the forties. <laughs> you look stressed. You should you watch okay? Mulroney's Black Bottom on Netflix, which is set in the twenties, and there's plenty of blues music in it. Right, but not Chicago blues. No, yes, Chicago blues. It was no. in. It's in Chicago. Aye, but Chicago blues is a specific style of blues that. Muddy Waters created when he introduced the no. electric guitar to be heard mm. over the din of the speakeasies or whatever the fuck. Not speakeasies. The other the type of bar that we talked. Anyway, it's great to be here. Muddy Waters. I mean, Howlin' Wolf. Oh, not Muddy Jesus Waters. Christ. I'm fucked up on coffee and yeah. sausages. You know what? This is... Uh, you know I know what's happened. We're recording a couple hours earlier because I have to go do my fringe show. Uh-huh. And so you are a bit grumpy because yep. you haven't had your usual wake-up time. Yep. So we're going to try and style this out for the rest of the episode. And when you I'm notice fine. yourself being, being pedantic grumpy. or grumpy, just take a step back and go, hey, does Liam deserve this clap back? Nobody deserves the clap back, right? Nobody deserves it, but you get it sometimes. Listen, you should never have agreed to do a fringe hour at this time because you know that this would happen Kidding uh, on kidding on anyway Howling Wolf uh, there's we... a so there's a a pub in Glasgow called the Howling Wolf is it and is it like a blues bar it's a blues bar it was voted the best live music venue in Scotland two years on the trot I've never been. I keep getting kicked back. I always kind of show up at like half eleven or one o'clock after another pub closes, and I'm not drunk. But me and my friends go up, and we always get knocked back because we're not like old men. Yeah, or, yeah. Or uh, you know, uh, or you hear someone in the queue describe it as having forties decor, and you're like, "What you think it's forties decor? What are you talking about? It's it's nineteen thirty nine, maybe nineteen fifty nine. Uh, um, so so uh, I have a little quiz prepared for you. I'm going to give you a food or drink item, and you're going to have to tell me: Is this on the menu at the Glasgow Blues Bar, Howlin' Wolf? Okay. Okay, because <laughs> they're kind of. Do you know when so you go to? You, is it like a kind of old man pub? Then, like, or, or no? It's like a blues. But it's like pure kind of cheesy, not cheesy, but it's like rustic food. But they kind of have like a themed menu. Okay. So, uh, are you ready? Smokestack of pancakes. We'll see if that shows up. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number one. Does this appear on the menu at the Glasgow Blues Bar, Howlin' Wolf? Smokestack lightning stacker pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smoke hack quiz writer over here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, no, it doesn't. You know who's having pancakes at midnight in Glasgow? <laughs> Correct. I mean, it's it's, it's it's not just a nighttime venue. There's operate a lunch service with the bar bait system. Um, but we'll get into that, I'm sure. Question number two. Chunky chips. Sure. Got to have chunky chips. <laughs> Correct. Obviously a reference to the pre-war blues legend, Chunky Chips. Um Wait, no. <laughs> okay, you get two right. You get two right. Um, More food-based quizzes for the pod, because I'm good at this. Yeah, can you order a BB King-sized portion of nachos? No, you can't. It's too big. You can. What you do can. you mean? It's in the description for one of the nachos. It says this it's is BB a BB King, King size. <laughs> how big? Oh. How tall? Hang on. How how tall was? I don't think they're actually as big as he because he was a big boy. Well, yeah. How? Okay. Tall was BB King? And as 1. always, one point seven meters. So you're big. getting one point seven meters. Of nachos at the Howling Wolf Glasgow. Yeah. No wonder they're not, no wonder they're knocking you back. They've got no room for any other patrons. <laughs> First person that comes in and says, I'll get the BB King nachos. They're like, well, we can't let anyone else for the rest of the day because it's going to take up fucking four seats. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make it sit in a chair as well and prop a guitar up on its lap, natural lap. Uh, okay. Right, you've got two right and one wrong. Can you order a blind lemon Jefferson? No. You can. It's a cocktail. Oh. It's shambord and slow gin shaken with gum and fresh lemon juice shaken and strained into a chilled martini coupe. And you know I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I actually think oh, you couldn't? really fucked up. Yeah, okay, I'll rephrase the question. That's what I meant. Is blind lemon Jefferson on the menu? Yes. Correct. <laughs> Three out of four. Sorry, that was my fault. Because you were no, right the first time. Very sensitively handled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you order the Manish Boy pizza? <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? No. It's, it's a... Uh, it's a uh, what's his name? Muddy Water song, Manish Boy. Remember? He's like... When I was a little boy, everybody said, you were a man. I right, said, oh. okay. Okay. So do you think it is or isn't? No. The Manish Boy. It is, actually. Really? The Manish Boy is a tomato and herb. We should, go get, we should go get pizza here. I don't know. <laughs> probably, we won't get let in. Tomato and herb sauce pizza with roast peppers, coriander, pickled chili, haggis, and mozzarella. Too much going on for a pizza. Yeah, I think so. Keep it simple. But then if you're a managed boy, you're going to make these mistakes. <laughs> um, okay, so it's five. 
Do you know how there's a song on this record called Moaning for My Baby? Yep. Well, in the Glasgow Blues Bar, Howlin' Wolf, can you order the Moaning for My Baby back ribs? So let me think about what they're doing. They've, they've selling pizza, <laughs> chunky chips. Do I think they're doing ribs? <laughs> nachos. They do it. They are doing nachos. Sure, BB yeah, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing ribs. I'm sorry, that's yeah, a fictional oh, one that I came up with. Fuck's sake! Oh, jeez. Right, so you've got three right and you've got three wrong. This is the seventh question, and this is really the tiebreaker for a playlist choice. No, that that's not the answer. Well, it already is in my head, so I've changed the way it works so that you can uh, affect it. Number seven: Can you get slim cock macaroni balls? <laughs> no you cannot okay correct you should you be have able won to. the quiz you have i'm won not the going quiz. there until they add slim cock macaroni balls i think they should have that little deep fried balls of macaroni in tribute to the great blues legend slim cock bumblebee balls um okay right well this is probably a record um in terms of time taken to get us to uh secret posho um, just like Muddy Waters, Howling secret Wolf, posho. Secret, secret posho. Howling Wolf was uh, an incredible secret posho, a privately educated <laughs> um, son of a president. Um, Hedge fund manager's son. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, obviously not. He was born in White Station in Mississippi, which is an unincorporated community. Uh, which means What's an unincorporated community? Well, basically, it means it doesn't really fall under, like it's just like a so isolated it doesn't really fall under any local government or anything i don't um, know that was a thing well it's actually mainly a thing still um it's like a quirk or in america and canada but around the world it's you don't really get places like that anymore uh-huh. but in areas around mississippi and and like you know the yukon and, and stuff like that there's still a few um areas like this you don't um, hear about the yukon a lot is this I'm, well, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to <laughs> raise trying awareness. To bring, trying to raise awareness of the Yukon. <laughs> I'm doing. I, I've actually started a new podcast next week. You can't tell me that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that to me. <laughs> uh, do you know why it's called Howling Wolf? It's a fucked up story. Yeah, uh, I believe it was a case of. Uh, it was. A young liar, and he would say to people, "There's a wolf, there's a wolf," Mm-mm. and they would cut. No, let me finish. And they would run in, and he would go, "I'm always joking." He'd done that two or three times, and then the fourth time, a wolf actually showed up, and he said, "There's a wolf, there's a wolf," and everybody said, "Do you know what? You're a wee liar, so we don't believe you." And it tried to eat him alive, but instead, it taught him how to play the guitar, and now we have Helen Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> the actual story is is as fucked up. Um, this is just on his Wikipedia page, called called Howling Wolf because his grandmother used to tell him that a wolf would come and eat him mm-hmm. if he kept killing baby chicks by recklessly squeezing them. Is that not the most? Seems fair. I think of my Nana would men, have a similar. Lenny and George. Just accident, just like killing. How else are you gonna? Well, how did your nana get you to stop squeezing chickens? Squeezing chickens to death. Yeah. Um, she didn't. Oh, so you keep you just kept doing it. Of course. 
How would you start your day? I, um, my nan, I would say, stop recklessly squeezing those chickens or I'm going to take your crazy bones off you. And that was enough for me. Um, his parents separated and he went to live with his mother and they started singing together at a, like a gospel church. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell out with his mum for some unknown reason. I know. Um, I found it out. Really? Yeah. Okay. She wanted him to keep squeezing chickens. Right. But his gran said stop it, so he was kind of torn and eventually sided with the gran. It's kind of fucked up. Um, After that wolf-based fallout, he went and lived with his uncle, um, and his uncle would make him work like 12-hour days, and he wasn't getting any education. And then he fell out with his uncle, and this is true, this is a fucked up reason, um, because when he was 13, he killed one of his uncle's hogs... Mm-hmm. After the hog caused him to ruin his dress clothes, I hate it when that happens. There's a lot of animal murder in Howling Wolf's young preteen life. See, when you're in the Mississippi or the Yukon, this is just this type of stuff that goes on. What else you gonna do? You don't have board games or uh, video games. I'm interested you know? as to, as to how the hog caused him to ruin his dress clothes. I think they were arm wrestling or something. And then... He did that thing where he like points to your chest and then <laughs> Howling Wolf looked down and the hog went doing on his nose and yeah. he, he tripped over. <laughs> I've never really had any interactions with hogs, so I don't know their nature. But I've got I'd a big imagine... hog. Oh, yeah. I, forgot. <laughs> I don't think I've interacted with that. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty crazy. He's not ruined my dress clothes, but he... Um... <laughs> He's okay. ruined some of my loungewear. <laughs> Your loungewear? <laughs> Your PJs? <laughs> Is that what you when you're having sex? <laughs> Your pyjamas? <laughs> it's weird, man. I've been married for like, you know, five years or something. You would just do it naked eventually rather than try no, and seduce no, no, your no, partner no. and Keep kind of tarting. PJs on. PJs on. Tartan soft trousers and a grey t-shirt. <laughs> this says, world's best dad. <laughs> world's biggest hog. <laughs> that should be ruined. World, <laughs> world's worst hog interaction. Um, he, uh, oh, his real name. I should his real name. What's it? It's just Chester. Chester Burnett. It's uh, Howling Wolf's real name. Um... And kind of reminds me of Chester Bennington. Yeah, Linkin Park. Yeah. God, that yeah. hit hard. That was one of the first bands I ever saw live, Linkin Park. You're a big Linkin Parker. We were having a discussion. I do Linkin pod. Parkour, which is um, free running to uh, new metal. I try so hard to jump on things, <laughs> but in the end, I'm not that good at jumping. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's good. The, the hog's too legend. big, it gets caught on the wall on the way up. <laughs> Try to do that thing where you jump, like do the wall jump between walls and like just keep going up the building, but like your dick keeps slapping off Whoa! So I should have No one mentioned dick. a dick. No, we're talking about hogs. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is such an off-the-rails episode already. Um, <clears throat> he, um, this is big, this tool. big Chester, he, um, he was... He heard and was influenced by other blues uh, players 
in the Mississippi Delta, which is, you know, the whole area that we covered um, in the Muddy Waters episode. Um, and it was a real, like, um, there was community kind of thing in terms of he learned to play guitar and harmonica from other musicians. Um, they would just take the time out to teach each other and learn from each other. And um, he was a musician for a number of years, played a few bands. And then Ike Turner. This guy keeps cropping up. Mm-hmm. Um, heard Howling Wolf and got to record some songs um, and he became a bit of a local celebrity before he signed to Chess Records Big Leonard Chess and his brother also Mr Chess <laughs> um, so he moved to Chicago and that's where um, him and Muddy Waters were kind of like neck and neck for biggest Chicago blues star and they had this rivalry, which we kind of touched on the last time. But, I mean, it's kind of... Referred- it wasn't that wild, a rivalry. Like, I was like, right, let's hold off on this rivalry for the Howling Wolf episode. But now I have, I'm like, well, one time he let, like, Howling Wolf let Muddy Waters stay at his house. And then yeah. the next time he didn't let him stay at his house. And that's about it. Yeah, like, it's not like they were brawling in the blues clubs or anything. They just had no. a bit of a professional... I thought it would be like, oh, they like, you know, Howlin' Wolf's wife left him for Muddy Waters and then she cheated on Muddy Waters with Howlin' Wolf and then, you know, Slim Dick, junk, uh, what's his name? Slim Cook Bubble Cock, Balls. Bubble Balls fucking fell down in front of them and his ass was out and everybody shagged his ass. Like, none of that happened at all. Apart from in your head. <laughs> Uh, from my wild fantasies, none of that's happened. So the, the crux of the rivalry seems to be that Willie Dixon uh, was a songwriter, um, <laughs> and uh, and both Muddy and um, Wolf would accuse Dixon of giving the other one the better songs. Um, so Muddy Waters would say to to Willie Dixon, oh, "Why are you always writing the best songs for Muddy Waters? Why don't you write me songs like that?" And then Willie Dixon would give Muddy um, Howling Wolf a song. And it'd say, no, 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 this isn't like a muddy, this isn't good enough. So what Willie Dixon started doing was saying, hey, I've written this song for Muddy Waters. And then he'd hand him off, give it to me, I'll have it. And that, he had uh-huh. to like trick him into taking his songs in the end. That's cool. Very petty. Pretty sly guy, this Willie Dixon. Yeah. Penis Penison. There's a lot of double names today. Yeah. Um, just have the same type of thing twice as your name, in my I, opinion. I think Howlin' Wolf was a bit of a legend, right? I, I think I prefer Muddy Waters was kind of like a, a bit of a womanizer, uh-huh. um, a little bit of a, you know, he was very self-interested. Um, ha- Howlin' Wolf uh, wasn't very flashy. He drove no. like uh, he never bought flashy cars. He just like he had his old like reliable. Um, car that he drove everywhere for many years. He was illiterate. He took himself to college in his forties to to learn how to read, and then went back to college to learn some business skills so he could manage his music business. Um, he was well known. He got managed to get the best band in Chicago and all the best musicians to play for him because he paid better than everyone else. He always paid on time and even gave like his musicians like social security and unemployment insurance and stuff. We like that. stand a Trotskyist. Yes, blues legend man. I howl. For this wolf, yeah, um, <clears throat> he would probably be a good guest on all these mad lefty podcasts you listen to. Yeah, <laughs> reading your wee magazine. What's it called again? I never remember the name of this mad magazine you read. 
there's a, there's a, a tribune. The inter- tribune the Tribune, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The international. Come, brothers <laughs> and sisters. I'd love to hear a Howlin' Wolf version of that. Oh, come, brothers and sisters. The Workers' <laughs> Party unites. <laughs> I kind of got the sense that, like, uh, Howlin' Wolf was very much the Batman to Muddy Waters Superman. Hmm. Interesting. A kind of darker version of him. Um. Uh, Even I though his he, personal life was a lot cleaner than well, drinking anything. Yeah, he didn't drink, and he was he 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 married young, and uh, according to all his friends and family, uh, him and his partner were madly in love way up until um, Muddy Waters. Sorry, Howling Wolf died um, of a kidney kidney problem. So, oh. yeah, he's just like a very sweet businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, Great voice. Great voice. Well, I don't know if you remember, but Howlin' Wolf got a shout out in the blurb on the Rolling Stone um, list when we did um, the unbeatable, sorry, the uh, indestructible beat. Of indestructible Soweto. beat of Soweto. That was a great album. Yeah. So there was a, a reference uh, in the blurb that described some of the singing, and that is like quite Howling Wolf esque, and it is a very particular. You know, you have some singers who are like that. I mean, that's them. There's they have their own. Completely unique. Yeah, and so when when you hear he's called Howling Wolf and then you hear him sing, you're like, yeah, I get it. Not when he sings like that, like. But he does like. like, He does howl. He's great morning. See the rhythm of the morning right at the start of this album on the first track. It sounds like yeah, just the way he's used it. It sounds like a sample. In a hip hop song, just because it's so such a strange decision to me, I think it sounds amazing the way uh, it moans. Also, man with mad voice, Tom Waits. Um, <laughs> oh, said, he's a man with mad voice for sure. Yeah, he said uh, on Howling Wolf, um, he said he is otherworldly. His voice should be in a time capsule somewhere. It's rather mm-hmm. daunting to hear somebody like Howling Wolf because you know. You'll never achieve that. You can scream into a pillow for a year and never get there. And it sounds like Tom Waits tried that because... Sounds like he was doing a lot of pillow screaming, if you know what I'm saying. Tom Waits is cool, man. Uh... So Did yeah, crop up on the list probably. Yeah, he's on the list. He's about three, okay. three hundred and fifty or something. So okay, we'll talk about it in six years then. You can't wait. Um, <laughs> so the album. Um, what do you think? I really wanted to love it because of all my morning, and I because of all my morning in the moonlight mm. on the muddy waters episode where i was like this isn't an album this is an anthology this is the greatest hits this isn't an actual this was a wee bit more like what i wanted it was still a singles collection but it was like a particular part time and it has a title and none of the songs were like repetitive i didn't think it was all good it was released as an album 1959 it was class you know it sounded good but i just i don't know Maybe I just don't like the blues. I put this on and within a few minutes was like, this fucking slaps. Yeah. 
I loved it all the way through. I loved listening. I like. To it. I did like it. I did like it. I just. I'm just not like. And I think it. I think. Uh. Yeah. Compared to the Muddy Waters anthology, I think it is like if you want an introduction to Chicago blues, this is a great album to listen to. Hundred uh, percent. This is sixty-three times better mm. than the Muddy Waters anthology. He's got a much better voice. He's not as good a guitar player. He's got a much better singing voice. It's um, it's thirty minutes long. It's half an hour. Oh, in and out. Particularly, I think it really picks up on in the second song. Um, h- how many more years? How many more years? Where it starts with that like piano, and then the guitar comes in, and I was washing dishes, and I went yes out loud like a pure old dad. Yes, yes. Uh, I yeah. have, that how many more years interesting fact um, it has been described by rock historians as the first rock and roll song um, because it's because it uses a power chord first use of the power chords um, was and, Robert Palmer who said that wasn't it well it looks like we've been reading the same bloody website but you know who Robert Palmer is uh, might as well face it, you're a love. So I wouldn't describe him as a rock historian. <laughs> I'd describe him, him as a mad the, fanny for the 80s. It different Robert Palmer. It wasn't him. Is it? Yeah, I thought you were joking. Yes, it's <laughs> no. a fucking... Yes, it's, it, it was a different Robert Palmer. It's an actual... Uh, I was like, who gives a fuck what the guy who wrote Addicted to Love thinks about <laughs> power cards? But it's interesting because then, again, what I love about the, doing this list and everything we're learning and covering is that you can go from there. So first use of the power chord to uh, what we are chatting about last week, the album that the Kinks released uh, prior to the one we covered, which mm-hmm. is basically just an extension of that. And it's just an album of, of power chords. And it's called to, what, to follow the musical journey. You can uh, lead that right up there. from Howling Wolf to the Kinks yeah. to Black Sabbath. To, to Metallica, to Corn, to Julepa, to Skrillex, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear that Corn album where they collaborated with Skrillex and what a done a dubstep new metal record? What, doing? what were they doing? Filthy. It kind of reminds me of what. Did you listen to any other Howlin' Wolf stuff? Yeah, I, I, I checked out a few other different songs. I tagged you in that thing because they're re-releasing the album made, made in 10 years after this one, 1969, and mm-hmm. the front cover is just words. And it's like, uh, Howlin' Wolf doesn't like this album. He didn't much like his electric guitar at first either. But we like this or something. Yeah, that was uh, the front it's cover, like... which uh, led to the album selling incredibly badly. I can uh, imagine. Because after <laughs> the guys who made it were like, yeah, who wants to buy an album from someone who thinks it's not good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think maybe there's like a counterintuitive, like, oh, maybe I'll. But nobody wants, like, if you're a wank, like, see, imagine like Coldplay put a record out, right? Or Moby. And they went, I don't like this. People would be like, well, why do I like it now? Because you're an asshole. But Howlin' Wolf's cool. Nobody wants to disagree with a blues legend, you know? Yeah, there's some cool uh, instances of, like, big text on album covers. System of a Down had Steal This Album in big letters. Uh-huh. I had not... that. I bought it with money. <laughs> I remember seeing it in the shop in Woolworths and mm-hmm. being like, oh, my God. 
Those guys are crazy. Those guys are wild. They want me to steal this. Yeah, I didn't steal it either. Nah, I bought it. Didn't like it. I'm a big system of head. I'm a big system of a down head, but uh, I don't actually like that I'm a big system of a head down myself. <laughs> I like to get my head down and play and head down. Contribute to the system. <laughs> Uh, you play head down thumbs up yeah of course when you were wee absolutely when's the, the last time you played it you want to play it this weekend maybe we'll play it now I think it would work very well on the podcast, for the, podcast. <laughs> uh, the most famous song on this album is Smokestack Lightning it's like a blue oh, Smokestack Lightning it's interesting because I love that thing where you listen to a band when you're a teenager and they'll do something, and you'll think, oh, they invented that. I think I've used this example before, but funnily enough, System It Down, I thought they invented loads of the stuff they done, but then I went back and listened to the Dead Kennedys, and I was like, oh my God, you're just ripping off the Dead Kennedys quite a lot of time. And Queens of Stone Age have a kind of bluesy album called Lullabies to Paralyze. Mm. It's kind of like their least liked album, but I like it a lot. And it's really bluesy, like they get the guy for ZZ Top in to do a solo on it, and it's all about like fairy tales and stuff and like uh unrequited love and like people cheating on each other and he does josh homie just does the he's another like six foot four guy who is pure can do gruff stuff but Would he also has that beautiful of, um, falsetto both of josh holmes uh hands homie. both of josh homie's hands would make a car tire yeah i think he's big right okay Big old lad, big ginger Elvis, you know. You don't think he's got car tire hands? No, I, well, I don't know. I've never really. Maybe he's got car rim hands. hands. Right, okay. Maybe not the tire, not but certainly the width of the. Uh, um, the so, I think it's a great name, Smokestack Lightning. I think that's such a cool name for a song. I can't believe you guessed the pancake thing straight away. Ah, gutted. Uh, so, Smokestack Lightning became a blue standard, so lots of different people started playing it, including the Yardbirds. I don't know if you know much about the Yardbirds. I know all a fair bit about the Yardbirds. But the yeah. Yardbirds, they had a sort of rotating um, guitarist lineup, but they had uh, three of the guitarists they had were Eric Clapton, Jimmy mm-hmm. Page, and Jeff mm-hmm. Beck, who um, themselves. We're going to crop all... up on this list, though. Oh, fuddy yeah. duddy bastards. Um, but uh, all three of them, uh, like, Rolling Stone did a. You know, a uh, hundred greatest guitarists of all time, and all three of them were in the top five. So the Yardbirds, you know, did pretty well on that front. They used to cover this song in their live shows, right? And um, Howling Wolf described these covers <laughs> as the definitive version of the song. Oh, I thought he was going to slag them off. No, he said this is this is how it this is how it is, and sometimes the covers would last like thirty minutes, and um, yeah, I hate shit like that. Imagine taking a two-minute perfect song. And then going, do you know what we should do? A couple of posh white guys for London. Let's play for half an hour while we're steaming. I think that sounds great. USC steaming posh boys wank I, about. I agree with Howling Wolf. Oh, you're at the Wolf. fringe? Okay, I cool. Agree. <laughs> I agree with Howling Wolf. You want to disagree with Howling Wolf? That's on you. I would disagree with him, man. This guy fucking squeezes chickens till they burst. <laughs> I'm allowed to disagree with him. I also disagree with him about poultry management, you know? <laughs> Um, and they're like any songs that you liked I like uh, oh, Evil is going on is cool he, that, his voice Evil goes, his voice goes really raspy Evil is Evil going on. that's why I kind of had that thing about you know I always seen him as a kind of dark 
version of Muddy Waters because you look at Muddy Waters on his album cover and he's like wearing a wee orange shirt and he's like kind of smiling then you hear like Howling Wolf and his, he's not even on his album cover it's just a wolf and a sad tree beige background and all songs are like evil I'm drinking petrol oh yeah, and you're like this guy's fucking evil and then it, you go into the personal life and you're like no he was actually sound you know, it was interesting. Remember last week there was that song about the two sisters in the Kinks album. Uh huh. I feel like Muddy Waters and Howling. This is a hot take. I feel like Muddy Waters and Howling Wolf are those two sisters. In fact, I don't know if anyone has ever said this before. I think that song is about the relationship between Howling Wolf and Muddy Waters. That's a very interesting thing to say because we found out what it was about, didn't we? Did we? <laughs> It was about Ray Davies and David Davies. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it probably was. I think it was about these two. It's not. That's a good hot take, though. That's very spicy. That's so spicy that I'm not even going to put it in my mouth because I'm like, it's too hot. Well, it's... you had you had spicy pizza at my day at my house the other day, and yeah. it was too spicy for you, and yet I finished the whole thing. So and yet I ate it the next day when it was cold. Mm, you didn't eat all of it because I um, had your last slice last night for dinner. And also, you didn't eat your crust. <laughs> Liam, that's so sad. I don't eat crusts. Unless there's a dip in sauce, I don't eat crusts. And your Kurdish friends don't provide sauce. And yet you claim they're the best. Right, you mean... Disgraceful. Just to be absolutely clear, <laughs> do you think that the Kurdish kebab house I took you to was uh, my friends who just gave us a pizza. <laughs> you seem to know them. I go there a lot. <laughs> yeah. So they're your friends. And yeah, they don't give you any dipping sauce? Um, was there any other songs you liked, disliked? Any songs? Eh. Do you it's know like, it's a shame. It feels like you didn't really click with the album, which I was surprised by. You know, I've always wanted to listen to Howlin' Wolf because one of the first albums I ever bought Megadeth Peace Sells but who's buying Megadeth had this thing where like every album they would do like a silly cover or not silly but just unusual like Metallica never put covers on their albums but Megadeth they had Nancy Sinatra Boots Gonna Walk All Over You and they had uh, Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols done a cover of that Skills Out by Alice Cooper, and they also done a cover of uh, I Ain't Superstitious by Howlin' Wolf. Mm. So I've always been interested in them, because since I've been 16, I've heard... Sorry. Since I've been 16, I've always heard of the, this guy who does this song. So I was excited to listen to it. And it was good, but it's just... I don't know if I really connect with this type of music, you know? Mm. It's a bit... I just don't have those issues. Like, I, maybe this is me being kind of naive or something, but I don't really worry about my, you know, people, my wife, you know, running around behind my back in the back door, evil things going on in the house. You know? Well, listen, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a dark guy, and this is like... I'm said, not saying that you should be worried about your, your wife. Worried. Or I'm not worried. Good. Don't be worried, worried about, about anything. it. I just don't, I'm a dark guy. I have dark thoughts. I'm, very I'm deep. fucking dark. Well, I'm deep. It doesn't sound like it. I just, you know, this type of stuff. 
you know, I prefer kind of... It's good, it's good, it's just... I don't know, it's not for me. Maybe I just didn't click with it, you know. I tried to enjoy an album. I've been listening to it a lot when I've been getting the train back at night from the fringe, and the train's just full of drunk people, and it's not quite loud enough to go over them, and I'll go for a walk, but I'm walking during the day, and the sun's shining. It's not... It doesn't just doesn't match the music. I don't know, maybe I should have drank some whiskey or something and really listen to it. I think this would be good music to see live like if you could sit in the same room and there's this big six foot three guy with you know car tire hands and he's just going Ooh, I think we should organize and enjoy an album howling wolf bb king nachos pizza sesh let's get the manish boy pizza the bb king size nachos the uh, slim cook macaroni balls and absolutely have a birthday party for you or me 100 percent, i'm into that yeah um mm-hmm. did you enjoy an album uh, yeah it was fine yeah it was good i wasn't like pissed off and i don't think he's an asshole <laughs> well that's, good. that's about all you can ask for you know <laughs> You know, I didn't dislike it at all. I just, I didn't, I just didn't click. I think it's, I really wanted to love it. And his voice is absolutely amazing. The way he moans and hums and uh, growls and, you know, it is good. But I don't know, it didn't really click for me personally. Did you enjoy an album, Liam? Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun listening to this. I just thought it was so cool. I love, I love the guitars, like... I love the way it sounds. What a harmonica. I love the harmonica playing. I mm. love his voice. And I just think, I just, for me, this is what the list is all about, man. Just like getting into stuff like this and going, I- I'm so glad that we're doing this and finally listening to shit like this and learning about the history of music as well as it just being fucking cool to listen to. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, big fan. Highly recommended. Mm. That's okay. Yeah. I think I prefer more Selena Quintanilla and, you know, listen to that. Beedy, beedy, bam, bam. And just being like, what the the fuck's this? (laughs) Idris Elba eating chicken wing going, what the fuck? Did you see Lord? Did you see Lord eating chicken wings on that? Nah, she good at it incredible she goes on the highest uh, the highest one and she's like just yum 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 more please she's she's coming up on the list soon lord she's actually an android i think so that's why she didn't taste lord is uh, dope man i'm looking forward to that um what are your playlist picks uh evil I'm going to put evil on mm-hmm. from the album and i said well here's the thing about megadeth i was gonna say you get you get one you get one we're not having this argument again. You get one, so let's just cut to the chase. Because I'm only going to put right. one on the list. Right, that's fine. Oh, here's the thing, right? Don't tell me which ones you were going to pick and, and and then pick something else either. Let's just well, hear. I listened to the Megadeth album because it contains the cover of I Ain't Superstitious by Helen Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, this is such an unusual song for them to cover because they're not very bluesy, you know? They're very mm-hmm. kind of neoclassical, progressive, jazzy thrash, you know? Yeah, I've always said that. I've always said that about that record in particular. But there's a song at the start of it, and I showed this song off in my music class. I had to bring in a song 
and make everybody in the class listen to it. So I brought in uh, Wake Up Dead by Megadeth, <laughs> right? How old are you? Like, uh, like 13, 14. <laughs> and there was a ghetto... I bet everybody else was bringing in fucking Craig David or whatever, Justin Timberlake, whatever it was... Beyonce. <laughs> so it's like, in the left, in the left, everything you put in a box to the left. And I put on Wake Up Dead by Megadeth in high school, right? And it's like... I sleep in my bedroom. I wake in the bed. And like everybody like all that like there was a wee neddy guy right and he was like no no like turn that off but then he came up to me after class and went here by the way sorry i had to say that in there because i had to keep up appearances right no he did <laughs> he did he came up to me and he went fuck off. actually no he did he went this is a guy who stabbed his own hand and peck <laughs> with a, a a scalpel right playing like five finger <laughs> Fill it or whatever Listen, it's called, mate, right? I'm actually very insecure about my place in society, so Dude, I... <laughs> He came up to me and he went, Yeah, listen, by the way. I can't say this around my pals, but I actually like guitar music. I like them dire straits, do you know them? I was like, Alright, I mean the dire straits aren't exactly mega deaf, are they? <laughs> he was like, see if you get any recommendations for good guitar music, do I fucking send them? <laughs> fuck so fuck off. I... <laughs> <laughs> So see, see this Wake Up Dead song, right? That's like, I always kind of, it's about kind of sl- like being a cheater and cheating on your partner and then coming out of bed and being like, if she catches me, I'm going to wake up dead. Which is really unusual for that era of thrash metal because it was all about like Satan and fucking uh, devils and stuff. So I was always like that, and then because I was listening to this, and it's all like evil going on in my home, cheating around, running around by my bed. I'm like, oh, he was writing a blues song. It's like blues lyrics to a, like a threat. So I was like, that's interesting. This is a Chris. This is the the standard of which you need to be going for each week for your playlist pick. Okay, <laughs> this is a good pick. It is. It's a good pick. It's, yeah. it's thematically um, connected. I think <laughs> you've done a good job there, yeah. as well as being on a record which includes a uh, a, a cover. I cover. Um, yeah. So I didn't want to put the cover on because I don't. I don't think that's a good cover. You know. No, that's fine. I think and and you had a, a, a hilarious, completely made up story attached. Do you think that's made up? <laughs> Listen, mate. I can't. I can't see this, but my eyes are open. You have taught no, it, me it, it, it about didn't the like beauty it. of music and previous... Uh, and you know what? I'm going to study for my hires now. I was not going to no. bother before, but you now... If you think that's made up, you don't know me, man. He came up to me and he went, <laughs> I like guitar music. <laughs> no, no, I can't no, say it around the voice. Oh, I, maybe it wasn't an exact quote. I, I have to keep up appearances in, in, in front of society. <laughs> No, in front of his wee pals, because all the Neds were like, this is fucking shite, man, get this off. And Mr. McDonald, the music teacher, was like, it's actually more um, musically interesting than I thought it may be, but um, it's still a bit heavy for me. Mr. McDonald, with a moustache. <laughs> and a Casio keyboard. Uh, my pick is... Uh... Admit that I didn't make it up. That's a true story. Uh, no, I think it's true. I think you have um, slight, slight embellished, slightly, slightly em- em- embellished a little bit. It's got a feel of one of those tweet threads of the, and then everybody stood up and clapped. 
No, it was funny because he was like, no, I like heavy guitar music. I like the Dire Straits. Sorry, what's your playlist? Um, so I, I, I want to put um, how many more years on just for that. I just thought, so that's my choice. It does mean we're not putting Smokestack Lightning on, which is the most famous track from... Why don't you put uh, Smokestack by the Yardbirds on as your playlist pick then? Uh, no, because I listened to it and the version that it's is shite. recorded is fine. Um, but I'm actually going to put some Tom Waits on. Oh, wow, he came up. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to put on Way Down in the Hole by Tom Waits. Wow. Um, what album is that off of? I don't know. The, uh, what, I can't remember which album it's off. It's um, mm. the theme tune for Series 4, I think, of The Wire. Wow. When you are down the garden, you better watch your back. It's great. My favourite Tom Waits appearance is... Um, the 2000 film Mystery Men, starring Paul Rubens, Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, and many more. You ever seen that? No, is Tom Waits in that? Yeah, he plays Why? a scientist. Wow. He's in a lot of bad films. Janine <laughs> um, Garofalo stars as a superhero whose father's skull is embedded in a glass bowling ball and she can communicate with it telepathically. Sounds bad. Who's next week? Do you remember? It yes, is I remember. The very of course. zeitgeist. Um, oh, it's Sparks yeah, with just... their fantastic album "Kimono My House." Yeah, spoiler alert. It's uh, it's already you've already described it. it's fantastic. Just and if you want to do some pre like extra bit of research then edgar wright has just released a documentary edgar wright of the uh, of the cornetto trilogy the british comedy um director has just released a documentary about the sparks brothers uh called it's called the sparks brothers the sparks brothers um so we're gonna watch it and as and well, i think it'll make be a live episode hopefully yeah hopefully we yeah get our, if you um Come to my house and don't forget... If I kimono your house, then... If you kimono my house and don't forget a very important wire, um, which is exactly what happened... Oh, great. That's useful. Whilst you're in your house and I'm in mine. Um, Then we... Hopefully we'll record it. Uh, So we'll have a little Bertie um, on your lap. A little Bertie party. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been. I've really enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed uh, Howling Wolf. Uh, if you, I, I, I highly recommend you go and let, check it out uh, because I think it's a, it was a cool album. I think if you're interested in the blues, check this album out a hundred times before you check out Muddy Waters' Best of Anthology. Yeah, because and, it's better. And listening to this a hundred times would take about the same time as listening to Aye, exactly. uh, the anthology by Muddy Waters. Hey, we've uh in we hope you enjoy the podcast and now we hope you enjoy your week. I hope you enjoy whatever amount of time you're currently spending doing something. Mm. And I hope you enjoy a record. I hope you enjoy some songs. But most importantly, I hope you've enjoyed an album. <laughs> <laughs>